You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. A lot to get to on the show today, especially with injuries. And while we don't know yet what the full injury report is going to be, we don't know what the statuses are because this is a Monday night game. So the Packers, as of Friday, don't have to make those designations yet. We have some idea of who's going to be out there. Before we even talk about that, we know at least one player who will not be out there. Alan Lazard will miss at least a month, according to reports, because of a core muscle injury. Uh, he had surgery to repair that core muscle injury. We don't know what that means at this point. Uh, there are a lot of core muscles, and that is going to di- dictate how long he's going to be out, which muscles they are. And it is something that the Packers are going to have to monitor closely, something we're going to have to monitor closely because this is a team that you know, you face a, high, a high-powered offense on Monday, and then you have your bye week, and then you have to deal with Tampa Bay. We know that their defense is good right now. The offense has the potential to be good. They're dealing with an injury of their own with Chris Godwin. Mike Evans, not quite 100%. Tom Brady looks old, but this is still a good team. You have to deal with Minnesota. You have to deal with San Francisco. And we think the 49ers are going to be healthy by then. Debo, Debo Samuel is already uh, making his way back. George Kittle is back. Nick Bosa not going to be back at all this season. Solomon Thomas, those guys, because they're out for the year. This is going to be a depleted 49ers team all season. That said, they're still really good. And and they beat the brakes off the New York teams uh, with their, not even their B or their C squad. It was like Kyle Shanahan took some some random bartenders from the Jersey Shore and said, hey, do you want to come play a football game? And they won it. So Green Bay is going to have to deal with what is the meat of their schedule without Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard was having a breakout season on pace for over 60 catches, on pace for over 1,000 yards, on pace for double-digit touchdowns. And I mentioned this on Twitter, and I don't want to fall all the way down this rabbit hole, but if Alan Lazard were Michael Pittman Jr., have the Packers made that pick, and he had put up those numbers that, that I just gave to you, we would be heralding the rise of the next great star Packers receiver. Instead, the national media and even a lot of the local fans met it with just sort of like, well, cool, I guess. Cool, I guess. Cool. Not not a big deal, apparently. But now that he's hurt, oh, see, I told you so, the Packers needed to draft someone. Again, I don't want to go down that whole rabbit hole. It is worth noting, though, Lazard was off to a great start. And one of the reasons he was off to a great start is the offense is magnificently schemed by Matt LaFleur. And a lot of what Lazard was able to do was just run to open space. And I don't want to downplay how good he was because you still have to make the plays 
that you make and and getting open against Marshawn Lattimore, even when you have the opportunity to to be schemed open, is a play you still have to go make. He still made several diving catches so far this season, catches on balls outside of his frame. That stuff all counts, and and Lazard deserves all the credit in the world for becoming this player, this version of himself. But I don't think we can just sit here and say, well, they're totally screwed. They're not. Now, not having him means you have to put in someone who's not as good. You have to put in someone who's not necessarily ready to be a contributor. And that's something that the Packers' offense has to prove they can deal with if Devontae Adams is also out. Now, Devontae Adams came back to practice, and they were able to get him on the field. He looked good uh, in in what was available. Uh, he looks like he's moving pretty well. He said he's not going to compete unless he's 100%. I, don't, I, I can't speculate on if he was 100%, but he looked pretty good. If the Packers have Devontae Adams, they're fine. They're fine. The question is going to be if they don't have Devontae Adams and they don't have Alan Lazard, do they have enough? Do they have enough to sit here and say they can still be not just a great offense because we know you know that's probably out the window if they don't have Tay or Lazard. Can they just be a good, you know, above average kind of offense? That's a that's a pretty big question that this team is is currently facing if Devontae Adams can't go on Monday. And it comes at a time when Julio Jones is coming back off the injury report. Grady Jarrett is coming off the injury report. Uh, Calvin Ridley was able to practice on Friday. So the Falcons are getting a little bit healthy here. Now, the secondary is still a complete disaster. Darquez Denard on IR, and, and they're having they're having major problems in the secondary. Ricardo Allen is not practicing. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to play. So you're talking about playing backup safeties. EQ is is on IR for the Packers, and so he can't be an option. They're, they're, the Green Bay's options are Darius Shepard, Malik Taylor, and some version of a, a practice squad guy, whether it's Robert Foster, who is someone that I that I really like. I, I like the the ability of the three guys that I mentioned. If Adams can play, MVS Adams and Shepard. They create some nice geometry because Shepard can work from the slot. He can work underneath. You've got MVS to take the top off. And then Devontae Adams can work a little bit of everywhere. Uh, but if you don't have Devontae Adams, that really creates some problems for your team. I think irrespective of whether or not Devontae Adams can go, this is going to be a game where you're going to see a lot of big personnel. And not just because Green Bay is doing that a lot more, a lot of Tyler Irvin on the field. I think you're going to see some of those jet sweeps. That first, remember that first drive, that first Vikings drive of the year where they're they're got the, the the jet motion gives and they've got the end around gives, and they're just they're doing a little bit of everything in terms of trying to create gimme plays. That that's going to be a huge part of the game plan. I think you're going to see a lot more of those boot action plays. Uh, for the Packers, the, the you know the the little dump offs to Jay Sternberger on the on the fake split zone play action, that that play can be money against especially against a defense that loves to fast flow, they love to over pursue, they they love to play fast wherever they're going, which is which is a, a kind of defense that you can counter with those misdirection plays. Um, ironically, the offense that they run is is sort of the perfect offense to counter the defense that they play and, and the style that they play with the athletes that they have on the field. Green Bay, 
I think can abuse this team in the trenches. And you play big with Tanyan and Sternberger and, and DeGuara is back on the field practicing. It looks like he has a chance to go this week, play a lot of 21, play a lot of 13, and, and make it look a lot like what they did against Detroit in week two. Pound Aaron Jones, pawn Jamal Williams, give A.J. Dillon some opportunities, and then hit some play-action shots to tight ends. I mean, think of, of how effective the tight ends were against the Saints. I mean, nine catches, over 100 yards, two touchdowns. That's the kind of thing they need in this game. And, and remember, that was a game with Devontae Adams also out. So we know that's in the playbook. Now, not having Lazard, clearly a big deal. But, but also, remember last year, Lazard had not fully reached where he is now. Devontae Adams doesn't play. They go 4-0 and have their best offensive stretch of the year, of the year, without Devontae Adams. And that's with MVS, Geronimo Allison, some Alan Lazard, but he's not there yet. Jimmy Graham is heavily involved. So if you're if you're thinking, okay, now addition by subtraction, you know, the, the version that we have of MVS now looks better than the one from last year. If Devontae Adams can't be out there, then then you have some some major questions. But still, you know, Darius Shepard has some talent. And Robert Foster has been an NFL player before if they bring him up. One of the questions, you know, that we got, and I think one of the questions that's been out there, Aaron Rodgers uh, looks to be on board with it, is is the potential of bringing Jay, Jay Kumaro back. He can be signed off the Bills uh, practice squad unless they protect him. And as of this recording, they have not done that. So Green Bay could bring him in. He knows the playbook, knows the deal. Uh, Aaron Rodgers trusts him. It, it seems like an easy solution. You you put Lazard on IR because he, if he's going to be out a month, you, you don't really have a choice. You can't roster him. And you bring in Kumaro and, and let him do a lot of the blocking stuff that Lazard does. He can't get down the field the same way. But just from a reliability standpoint, I think you feel a lot better about that. On the other hand, Green Bay had the opportunity to keep Jay Kumro. And they kept Malik Taylor instead. So I think that tells you what they think about Taylor. They think he's got a little bit more juice. It is also the case, though, that as soon as Darius Shepard got called up from the P-Squad, he was the guy that was in there. He was the guy that was that was getting the reps, not, not Taylor. So I'm interested to see how they're going to approach that. And, and to see if they're going to take the same approach. They might have no choice but to play Taylor Moore, especially if Devontae Adams isn't out there. This is a game where your tight ends might get 15 targets. And a game where your running backs might get 15 targets. Where Aaron Jones might have 100 yards receiving. Because the, the Falcons have Deion Jones, who's a very fast, very good cover linebacker. After that, they don't really have a good cover player that they're going to put on the field on Sunday. And Keanu Neal does not look like the same guy that he once was and and can't move the same way since the Achilles injury. So I think that's where you attack this team. You play a lot of big, you you use your running backs, you use your tight ends, and you get matchups on guys who are just not good enough. They're just not good enough. And, and, and that's, I think, the Packers' best option when it comes to attacking this Falcons team. Today's episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi 
made for football watching. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Go. I've talked to you about Built Bar and and the, the protein bars that, that they make. By the way, the best tasting protein bar that I have ever had. Well, they do more than just make delicious protein bars. They have a pro- they have a product called Built Go. Whether it's a mental or a physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's easy to take these one and a half ounce packages, put them in your briefcase or your golf bag to power through the back nine. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's like five hour energy without the same crash. Plus. It's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a Monster Energy with a third of the caffeine and better results. I have Built Bars in my cabinet right now. I can take them out and and eat them live on air if people are, are really not believing me. I legitimately think these things are delicious. So give Built Go a try. Use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. I want to talk about this defense because they have a pretty tall task ahead of them. This Falcons team, if they have Julio and they have Calvin Ridley with Todd Gurley, a good offensive line, Matt Ryan is not playing great, but he's playing well enough. They can score points. This defense is is going to have to play well. Now, getting Kenny Clark back is a big boost. It sounds like Oren Burks is playing outside linebacker. Outside linebacker? It was in on some weird uh, like stand-up three technique, Zadarius Smith type stuff at the end of the Saints game, which I didn't understand. But I think how they want to deploy him is sort of off the line of scrimmage as an overhang defender who could blitz, but who is more likely to be used in coverage. Now, I don't think it's a big problem this week. Um, the Falcons uh, do not have the kind of um, backs and tight ends that are really going to make you care as much in the way that you know, obviously the, the the Saints are the best at this. Hayden Hurst is a player you do have to account for, and Green Bay is going to have to have a plan for him. But they don't have running backs that on a check down can just take your soul like Alvin Kamara can. And, and frankly, I'm not sure there's anyone in the league that can take your soul quite the way that Alvin Kamara can. So maybe that's not fair. Um, this this defense better be ready, and they better they better. From a from a coverage standpoint, they need more from Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos than they're currently getting. Or this is going to be a game where they come in and, and give up 30-plus points, and this is the time that it finally bites this team when maybe the offense can't sustain it. I mean, this is going to be the test case, right? If your offense is not able to be as efficient because of these injuries, can your defense hold up? We don't know. We don't know because we haven't seen it happen yet. Now, I want to see Jair Alexander take this challenge. He's not going to follow Julio. But if he's not on Julio, he's going to be on another really good receiver. I want to see him lock those guys down. And, and not, it doesn't have to be Revis Island. But even, even in the, the catches, you know, think back to 2018. He played Julio really tough in that matchup. And it didn't matter because Julio's just bigger, stronger. Show me that you've made the leap. Show me that you are an all-pro corner. And, and fight a little bit better. Not harder, because I know Jair is going gonna, is gonna to fight hard every play. Fight a little bit better. Be a little bit better. And, and likewise, this is a huge moment for Kevin King. Because he's going to take plenty of snaps on Julio Jones. We know Mike Patton does not want to match. 
And and stylistically, yeah, Kevin King on Julio and and Ridley versus Jair is is the matchup that makes sense. But we know Mike Patton is not going to want to play that way. He's not just going to say, okay, you've got him, you've got him. They don't play cat defense like that. And I don't I don't blame him. I think that can be oversimplified, and it, and it can be too easy, especially for someone like Matt Ryan. You make it too easy. You don't want to be in that position. But I think last year against someone like Phil Rivers, they did make it too easy. And they made, they made it far too easy for Phil Rivers to know what coverage they were going to play before the snap. They didn't disguise well enough. And part of that is you, you had pref, preferred matchups. So don't do that. Uh, and, and I know that they don't want to do that. They want to be less predictable uh, by personnel and by formation. Kevin King can get paid off this game. If he goes out there and he battles Julio Jones, who isn't 100%, and he goes out there and he makes a play or two, against Calvin Ridley or whatever, and he gets that decisive interception or or makes that that big play on, on Monday night football, he really can get paid off that one game because this this team is going to have some more primetime opportunities. And there are going to be people going, hey, remember that play Kevin King made? I mean, Kevin King led the Packers in interceptions last year. And a lot of them came in big spots. A lot of people were watching when he made the the play against the Vikings in the end zone. A lot of people were watching when he made the play against the Cowboys. And remember what Jair Alexander told Matt Schneidman, that he plays better in these primetime national TV games. And, and Matt ran the numbers. Jair was right about that. He does. So let's see this, this cornerback duo step up. And then let's see the safety duo just reach your baseline. And I know this was this was misinterpreted by some people, and I'm sorry if I wasn't clear about it. But what I said last week was this defense needs to play to its average, its baseline, not average as a player, because Adrian Amos is an above average safety. Zadarius Smith is a well above average edge player. Preston Smith is an above average player. They can't play to average and have that be good enough. It's not good enough. They need to play to their average. They need to play to their normal. Because they're not. Amos is way below it. Preston Smith is way below it. Darnell Savage is way below it. Zedarius Smith is way below it. Those guys have to play better. If your best players can play better, and they can, we know they can, we saw them do it last year, then your defense can be much better than it has been. The problem is, we don't know what the deal is with Christian Kirksey. We don't know how serious that injury is. We don't know how long he's going to be out. We don't even know if Ty Summers is going to make the calls on Monday night. We don't know who is going to make the calls on Monday night. I think it would make a lot of sense for it to be someone like Adrian Amos. Maybe you you task someone like Darnell Savage to be in that position and you give him the chance to, to make those calls. I, I don't know what the best course of action is there. I like that last idea a little bit. Say, Darnell, we need you. We trust you. You're going to be the guy and motivate him with a little bit more responsibility than he otherwise have. He's, he strikes me as the kind of guy who would respond positively to that kind of, of motivation. Obviously, you shouldn't need extra motivation, but this is a very weird season. And, you know, someone like Raven Green probably doesn't have enough gravitas to, to be in that position. He hasn't been on the field very much. He hasn't been playing over Will Redman. So I don't know how, you know, someone like that could be there. Uh, maybe you just have like Z make the calls. I, I don't think that's crazy, but they, they they have to figure that part of it out. And and Ty Summers was hard on himself in the in the post 
I guess it wasn't the post game. It was the, the Tuesday or whatever after the game. And Ty said, look, I, I didn't feel like I didn't play well. Well, he was three or four missed tackles away from playing well. He was in position a lot to make tackles and, and did make an open field tackle on Traquan Smith that a lot of guys could not make. Yeah, someone on Periscope said AJ Hawk. Maybe he can bring his cigars. The Packers need to get this linebacker thing figured out. And Hayden Hurst is going to be a big test. Ty Summers can run with these dudes. He can run with Hayden Hurst. He can run with just about any tight end that's going to be on their schedule. I mean, his relative athlete scores over nine. He can move in space. I think he knows what he's looking at. He played pretty fast against the Falcons. It was He just kept leaving his feet. He kept going down to make tackles. Go and, and introduce your shoulder pads to someone. Do it with force. That was... You know, that was the thing about B.J. Goodson. For all of the flaws that he had as a cover player and and with his speed, if he tackled you, you knew it. Same thing with Antonio Morrison. And you like to have those kinds of guys. Christian Kirksey does it a little bit, and it's one of my favorite things about Rashawn Gary. Every tackle Rashawn Gary makes, he wants to end you. He wants to absolutely end you, and you need that attitude. You need that attitude on defense because the Packers and a lot of defenses around the league are just not playing with the same kind of edge. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care, research to find innovative cures for complex diseases, and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. I think, you know, we had a question on Periscope about which, which, which receivers... I swear I've only had like three sips of this beer. Which receivers are going to step up? Which guys are going to come in and, and do the thing? And I don't think it's going to be a receiver. First of all, because I think Devontae Adams is going to play. Um, you know, the report was he was pushing to play last week. And then he practiced, albeit limited fashion, all week. I think he's going to really want to play. Now with the bye week, I think that's a double-edged sword. You say, oh, well, you have some extra time to rest it. If there is an issue, but the other thing is you could, you know, you could be in a position where you're tearing it and then he's out for the season. Is that risk worth it for a game that, you know, the NFC wins are important, but Falcons probably not going to be in the playoff race. So from a, like a tiebreaker standpoint, it's not a big deal. I like the tight ends. I think it's going to be a big day for the tight ends and the backs. I think this could be a Jay Sternberger game. I think it could be his breakout game because he told us on this show 
that Matt LaFleur wanted him in the slot. And that was sort of the, the role that Alan Lazard had taken, some of that big slot stuff. Well, that's Jace. And I, I think they're going to find a way to get to scheme him open. I think they're going to give him some of those easy opportunities like they did last week. A lot more of that kind of stuff. You know, 50% play action against the Saints. I bet we see it again this week. Because you need it. You need it. You need those those opportunities. You need every advantage you can get. And play action just makes things easier on your receivers. Make things easier on your quarterback. And if you can scheme your guys open, if you can get guys going the wrong direction and slip someone out, you know, this is the week to pull out that that Y throwback. Get everyone going one way, slip your tight end out the back door. It's a touchdown. We haven't seen it in over a year of Matt LaFleur. It's a Kyle Shanahan staple. I mean, the Rams run it. The Falcons still run it, even though Kyle Shanahan's not in the building anymore. I would love to see that. And I think that's that's your best chance. Big Bob Tanyan is going to be in the mix. Jay Sternberger, Mercedes Lewis, and Josiah DeGuara is going to play a role if he plays. They're going to find ways to try and get him the ball in space. They're going to run that that fullback fly or that fullback wheel and try and hit that for big plays. That's where Green Bay is going to be able to make some hay here because the Falcons are a little bit more predictable in their coverages. And, and they're not good at it in the way that the 49ers are where that's just okay to play that way. It's not. And, and the Packers are going to be able to exploit it. I think this is going to be uh, maybe a closer game than Packer fans are predicting. I think the Falcons are going to be able to score, but I think Green Bay is is just going to have too much. That Falcons defense is, is just really not good. I like 30-24. to 24. Uh, I like the Falcons to cover, but I like the Packers to win outright in a game that they they do enough. And, and the defense plays well enough. You know, maybe a stop and you know the last drive of the game to close it out where there's some tense moments, we get some drama, but it, it is ultimately a game that the Packers come away with a, a one-score win and uh they they go into the bye week 4-0. The the goal now is is to bank these wins and get healthy cuz cuz that's the only thing that's going to hold this team back. If they go into the postseason healthy, they can beat anyone they face including the 49ers. So if they can be healthy, if they can find a way to get these get these wins, bank them, get healthy, I think the 49ers are going to have a very tough time being the one seed. Same with the Seahawks. Same with, you know, whoever, it, it, the Rams. That C West is brutal. And that is uh, a, a door open for Green Bay to be the one. And, and the one seed is, is more important than ever. So get that win here. Bank those wins and put yourself in a position to be the one seed at the end of the year. Uh, We'll be back Monday. Uh, There will be a recap of Sunday on Monday's show with a little bit of of final housekeeping. So I'm going to make sure that goes out uh, as soon as possible on Monday. And then Tuesday will be a recap show and we'll move forward from there. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.